Welcome everybody to the French Bread Podcast, where I like to talk about you know a little bit of everything, give my perspective, try to drop some knowledge, hopefully be helpful or useful to somebody. But today I like to dive into some deep topics, some personal perspectives, and some views of my own. Uh, the first thing is, uh, let's get into, has sports lost its luster? I mean, me, I come from a sports background. I come from a sports family. My friends, everybody, that's kind of like, you know, the main thing between, you know, all of us is, you know, sports. But, you know, as that being so, I myself, as a fan, have seen a steady decrease, especially being an adult, a shift if you will, and how sports affects the youth and adults. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. Since 2016, the NFL game viewership has dropped 8%, and then another 9.7% in 2017. Only 35% of people have favorable views of the NFL in 2018. And since then, it's been down since 57. It's been down 57%. So, honestly, I mean, you you see it. You feel it as a fan outside of just the statistics. Look at how many of your friends or your coworkers or colleagues have been ready to turn their back on the NFL for numerous of reasons. Whether it be the rules, which in the past five years... 15 rule they've put they have put in 15 rule changes but not only is it the rule changes it's possibly to the viewers and the 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 race the racial aspect of it as well only 15 percent of black people watch the nfl and then there's only eight percent that are either latin or some type of asian american and those statistics were taken in 2021 i'm I'm saying this from my own personal perspective. There's there's been a decline. The moment is no longer new. The moment is no longer cool. If you can't capture it, it didn't happen. And even if it did, who's to say your word is true? Everybody questions everything and nothing's authentic anymore. It has to be copied, remade, and put your own stamp on it. But... To me, I will always live in that moment. I'll always remember those football games that I've been to, the basketball games that I've been to, the basketball moments that I've watched. Like, even TV numbers are down. TV numbers, like, nobody like live, nobody rushes to the TV to, to watch anything live anymore. I mean, if you think about it yourself, when's the last time outside of a sporting event or something that came on on a regularly scheduled day, when, do, when was the last time that you actually, like, rushed to watch a live event? I mean, I'll wait because I'm pretty sure it's been a while. There's so many different technologies and so many different... So many different things that have impeded your TV watching consumption. I mean, did you know that 20 years ago the DVR was created? Like, just think about just that little this, that little bit of technology and how it's affected TV watching and consumption 
to this day. Like the guy, I used to be that guy who wanted to run home and watch the game. But why do I have to run home and watch the game? Why do I have to rush to get home to watch the game when I have a DVR and I can record it? I can watch it whenever I'm whenever I'm ready and whenever I'm good and well pleased. Or what about the or or what about the guy who who wants who who couldn't wait to see the premiere of whatever sports show that was coming out or the interview of whoever was getting ready to get on get on or off the court or on or off the field what what happened to just waiting for that oh no i can record it and i can go off and do something else so i'm always that moment is always there for me so that takes you away from your tv that takes you away from the moment it takes away that connectivity and that's what's missing in society today and i feel like it's prevalent I mean, you can't not see that it's not there, especially because in 2017, the average consumer spent three hours and 58 minutes watching TV daily. While overall media consumption continues to rise, live TV consumption was on the decline decline in 2016. Estimates suggest that in 2021, U.S. adults will spend on the average of three hours and 17 minutes watching tv each day continuing the years to come and it's and it's going to continue to drop in the years to come the daily average is falling from around four hours and 20 minutes in 2014 to two hours and 51 minutes in 2023 that they suspected well that is so-called forecasted and i mean that's a whole and that's a whole hour that you've lost not even five years ago so obviously, we understand the binge watchers. I'm one of the pre- I'm one of the people who's been wa- binge watched. What's your substitute for live TV? Is it the DVR? Is it just the fact that you know what social media and YouTube are way more interesting than live TV right now? Or it could be that you know what you're just a Hulu person. You cut the cord. Hey, look, I don't want that expensive bill, and that's completely understandable. Hey, nobody's made money, especially how it is now. I understand. I completely understand. But as we dive a little, just a little bit deeper into it, what about the kids? Like, what about our youth? I remember. I mean, I'm I'm in my thirties now. I remember when I was a kid, I used to love watching sports. I used to love watching the game. I used to love experiencing and seeing those examples. I used to take pride in, like, my favorite player in the NBA was Ben Wallace. And I watched that playoff run by those Detroit Pistons. I bought that jersey and went to the N1 Street. It's the N1 Street basketball game with that jersey on. Because Ben Wallace has shown me that, you know, it doesn't matter how tall you are. It's all about how strong you are and what you can do. He stopped seven footers throughout that whole playoff run. And nobody, nobody gave him any help. He did that on his own. He was out there holding it down. Two-time defensive player of the year. As he rightfully showed, as he rightfully deserved it. But at the same time, that's what I inspired. That's what inspired me. 
I, I love to see that grit. I was a football player who liked basketball, and that just made me love basketball. So it was always a tug of war on my heart. But at the same time, that performance, that type of player always was like, you know what, that stands firm to me. That's, that's somebody who I want to be. That's somebody who I want to emulate or I want to take parts of that and then steal it into my life. But no, I don't feel like that opportunity is there anymore. Not only do we not have those type of role models, but at the same time, we're not indulging in the game like that. We're not allowing or setting the 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 environment for that to be a nostalgic moment for you to have that connection. Kids are connected to what's flashy and what's new, but that's also tied to social media because everything is advertisement. And if you don't have the newest, I mean... Everybody was like that. If you didn't have the newest, then, you know, you weren't cool. So, you know, you had to keep up with being cool. But, you know, at 13 percent, the NBA is second only to MLS when it comes to attracting young viewers in the two to 17 age demographic. One in four NBA fans is above the age of 55. That's crazy. (laughs) Because there are a lot of older people who watch the game and that I talk to about the game and they're very, very knowledgeable. But. I mean, why why isn't this knowledge being passed down? It's it's not translating anymore. I mean, how can how can the game continue to evolve but yet, you know, we the the knowledge isn't being trans the people, the the youth aren't transcending and evolving with it. So it's kind of missing the marks. It's like, so why are you like I understand the game's gonna evolve on its own, but it, it's not hitting who it's supposed to hit. I mean, people who've already watched the the game, the old heads, or I mean who where yeah, it's an experience and yeah, we we hold it dear, but this should be something for the youth. This is something that should be hitting the the younger age demographic and I don't feel like it's driven towards them. It's not driven towards any it's not driven towards any any direct group of people. I mean, I just I feel like they've taken something is taken away from the game and it's taken away the desire to continue to hold dear those moments, hold dear watching the tuck game whole deer watching Super Bowls. I mean, you if you really go back and think about it, how many Super Bowls have you watched? And if you think about those Super Bowls that you watch, if you went back and watched them, I'm pretty sure you'd be like, man, that was a damn good game. Why didn't I realize that then? Because it wasn't holding on to the moment. It was just another Sunday. Yeah, I had friends over and yeah, we ate and we drank beer, but you know, to realize that, to see that Tom Brady was, uh, was, was had a performance of a lifetime or, you know, Aaron Rodgers put up this, this amount of yards this, this weekend, like as a, being a, just a fan completely of a game, a purist, just a sports purist. I feel like it's lost just like the sports has lost its luster, but I would like to, uh, me, myself, I know kind of a getting personal, but I like to talk a little bit about, you know, marriage because this weekend I got married and within this process, it kind of made me see what I didn't know and how much I didn't know, how much I didn't understand. And then it also made me question, like, why didn't I know these things? Like, why? Like, where is Why isn't this information shared or why isn't it being shared? And then it kind of deduced me back to 
a even deeper point of man like there's not too many role models or influences or you know just people to you know give that game down because in you know the black community you know marriage is a trap marriage isn't something that you know is is normalized or isn't glorified or championed and I honestly see the I see why it isn't. I I can see it. Yeah, we're we're a broken people, but at the same time, you have to realize that you can't heal on your own. And that trust comes within healing. Two hurt people just being hurt together isn't going to create a a great situation or a or or a better person in in the midst of it. It's going to cause more turmoil. But we and I mean, we, I'm speaking for black, for black men, we need to take more responsibility for our actions and how we are, because we are not controlled by anything but ourselves and what we allow to control us. I feel like the foundation has been shaken and misplaced. We there's no longer black men speaking to other black men about the pros of being married, about the positives, about the things that how it can help you. There's not a lot of game about that. There's a lot of people who want to be peas and they want to push the pee and they want to be out here and on the and out here in the streets and shit like that. But in reality, like that's not you. You're chasing something that only you can look inwardly to find out. Don't chase what you like or what you see or you think is cool. How about you go after the things that you feel is right? Let's stop letting society make decisions for us as men. And let's actually figure something out about ourselves individually. I mean, it took me uh, it took me many years to realize that I wanted to get married. And why did I get married? I knew I wanted to get married because I knew that there could be only one person in my life that will have access to everything you got to think about it you a lot of men push a lot of men press this okay well i don't want to fall in love i don't want to be married it doesn't matter like okay well that's cool and all but who's gonna take care of you when you by yourself when you get old you gotta understand that's when you hit your most vulnerable that's when you want to have somebody on your uh, on your back you want to have somebody that got you but I mean, at the same time, nah, you, I mean, you pimping, you know, the, the hose is always going to be around, but they'll never love you. And if you don't want love, that's fine. But if you, if you want security, you want to, you never want to look over your shoulder because that's one thing that's never really said about the game is that it's a lonely one. You end up by yourself at all, at all costs. Yeah. You might have the physical and yeah, you might have the money, but at the end of the day, you go home and you look at yourself by yourself. You feel alone in your own head. It's only you. You can control or you can feel however much control you think you have. But at the same time, you're not really in control because you don't know yourself. You're chasing a facade. You're being something that you're not. Now, hey, you know what? Being like being out there in the streets is for some is is for some men. And you know what? Marriage isn't for everybody. But at the same time, how about you figure it out? How about you figure out yourself? Because it took me that. I had to figure out, you know what, I want a woman to, you know, support me. I want a woman to be able to be a foundation, to be a, 
somebody that I can turn to, somebody that, you know what, I can be vulnerable with. Because, yeah, you know what, as a black man, it's hard out here. It's hard. It, it literally is. You fight so many different stresses, so many different adversities every single day. And to be able and to come home and face that alone, I did that. I did it. I trust and it it wasn't easy as much fun and as you know and as freeing and as much money as you make and whatever like however whatever aspect you want to bring up is nothing compared to having somebody that you know won't turn on you because you know though that they are in in it for you it's no it's it's no money investment it's no physical investment no I invested in you I invested in my wife and I'm fully invested in my wife and everything that she believes in because we share our values and our morals are one. And that's how I see fit for us because we move as one. You got to move. You got to think about it, man. Two brains are better than one, man. Two incomes are better than one. Yeah, you might get a hundred or you might. Oh, I might. Hit, I got this one chick for five. But yeah, you know, you don't know what she bringing in on a daily. You don't know what she bringing in on a weekly. You might just be getting pinches out of purse. But see, if you really if you were really tapped into who you were and you were really and you were really a solid man and you made women feel safe and comfortable with you, you wouldn't have to do nothing like that. And then you would have access to those women, those higher class women. Oh, man, I don't like dealing with these hood rats and stuff like that. Well, you got to realize that. Yeah, they like, yeah, they don't want to deal with a nigga like you either because neither one of y'all want to open up. You have to be open. You have to be ready. You have to be willing to lay down your arms and be able to face this woman as you are with all your flaws. Because no matter what, you can't run. You can run from everybody, but you can't run from yourself. And adding somebody else to your life that you can't run from, that makes you that much more on your game. I will tell you this right now, since I've met my wife, since me and my wife got together, I have never been more sharp and more on point with my moves and my actions. I've actually become a better man since I've been with her. I've actually improved on the things that I want to because we have both provided an environment for each other to grow. And growth is something is the first thing I want to speak on is you have to find a partner that wants to grow. You have to find a partner that is willing to heal. It's willing to not stay in one stagnated spot, one funk, one issue. You have to realize that everything that you go through is a learning lesson. All your failures, all your mistakes, all your wrongs, all your rights, everything is a learning lesson. And if you don't learn from it, that's shame on you. But if you do learn from it and you do take it in and you slowly digest it and you process it, I bet money that you will be a better person. You'll be closer to the person that you actually want to be. I remember I had a coach tell me, man, 1% better every day. And that's what I hold myself to, 1% better every single day. If you get 1% better for yourself, imagine how much better you'll be for your woman or for that woman that is looking for a solid man. See, you put yourself in a, sit, a setting and a standard to where you don't, where that filters itself out. See, you don't, have, yeah, you deal with, yeah, you deal with hood rats or women of low, of low moral value because they don't see, they don't see what a high value man is or a man, not even a high value man. A man that has something to stand on above monetary means. Somebody who is who is secure within themselves and knows who they are. 
See, a lot of women want, a lot of women fall in love with the glitz and glamour, but in reality, they want a man who's secure within himself, who's not going to damage them, who's not going to hurt them, so who's going to provide them a, a safe space to be who they are. And we're not taught that as men. We're not taught how to do that. We're not taught that we have to do that. It's just, oh, well, you know what? I'm providing the house. I'm doing this. I'm providing the house. I'm paying the bills. So that's just all like that's it. She should be happy with it. Nah, man. Why not? If you got a girl who wants to be a nurse and she's going to school, guess what? You got to create a you got to create an environment for that to be there for there, for her to thrive within that. You do you understand her accomplishments are going to mean 10 times more, especially if you have a hand in it? See, we as men always take it as helping is like a sign of weakness. If we if if our woman tells us or asks us to do something it's oh, well, oh, man, well, damn, I'm I'm. Oh. I just have to do what I got to do. I got to do what she tell me. Nah, man, you helping. You're, you got to understand you're creating an environment for, you know what? Yeah, she asked me to do. Yeah, she asked me to do this. But guess what? Three days or 10 days down the line when she when she gets this degree or she gets where she needs to go. Guess who's going to be winning? We are. You are. You're going to benefit the most of it. You put in. You have to put in. The work you got to put in and you got to invest. My brother told me that. And my brother is one of the one of the examples that I'm thankful for in my life. He showed me that, you know what you have. If you want success within within your dynamic between you and your wife, you and your girlfriend, you and the girl that you're dating, invest your time, invest your money, invest in her. Give her the environment to be able to grow and to be able to sprout and to be able to accomplish things. Because guess what? As soon as she starts to accomplish and she gets her feet running, guess what you got to do? All you have to do is sit back and reap the rewards of what you sowed. But it was a pleasure talking to you guys this this go around. I'm definitely going to be dropping more podcasts. I like to give a couple of shout outs. Um, I like to shout out Seven Flitter Organics. Um, also, I like to shout out the Assassin's Bakery podcast. You should, you should check out for the, check that out. It's going to be out on all platforms. Um, also, there's a couple more podcasts. Just uh, keep a keep an ear out for me. And um, thank you for your thank you for listening.